Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Jay Helms, and I'm the founder of this podcast and movement known as the W2 Capitalist. Today's episode, I chat back, chat back. I connect back up with Preston, who's our industrial salesman uh, mentee. He is now through his busy season. He and I have not chatted in, in a few months because they got through, uh, they, he's been going through what's called their busy season, but it's allowed him to really work on his business and not necessarily in his business. He's really, if you remember back in the previous episodes, he's kind of been all over the board of what he wanted to uh, do, uh, which angle he wanted to go from a real estate investing standpoint. And now uh, through this busy season, the last few months, he's really been able to focus on that and figure out not only his current direction, but an ultimately big goal. So he's now focused on the Burr strategy and Burr method uh, with the idea that he wants 100 doors uh, by the, by his 40th birthday. So cute things we talk about here, uh, assisted living facilities and how it's affected both of us personally and, and how there's possibly some opportunity there. Um, getting through the busy season, but also uh, having your vision uh, becoming much more clear and some things, the way to do that and, and, and being able to switch gears between your W2 job and uh, real estate investing activities because it can, it can get messy. Uh, before we dive into it, I want to point you to our Facebook group today. Just as a reminder, uh, that community is growing. It's real estate investing for the W-2 employee. Uh, just search that for on Facebook and uh, engage. There's a lot of great conversations on there. I just recently added uh, several of our uh, new moderators, guys from our W-2 Capitalist Mastermind group. So your posts are going to get approved a lot quicker. Uh, your request to join is going to get approved a lot quicker. So And help us out. Uh, with one of the things when you when you join, uh, I ask you to go and rate this podcast on iTunes. It helps with visibility and gaining, uh, improving our, our guest uh, and gaining visibility for others to learn uh, and, and just to know about us, right, in, in this community that we're, we're building. So that's going to be my ask of you this morning uh, is to go out uh, and and rate us on iTunes. Uh, we're looking for five-star reviews specifically, but leave some comments, uh, rate and review. A lot of people don't understand that when you rate it, that's when you give the, the five stars. And then when you review it, it's actually when you leave a comment. That's uh, really helps us out with iTunes rating and, and building that up. We did, because of this effort of you guys before, we were rated number one investing podcast on new and noteworthy uh or excuse me on itunes in the new and noteworthy section uh for a couple of days there and we're talking about there's some big names that were on there for uh with us uh including uh, mr forbes right so uh awesome awesome show of appreciation to the W2 Army for doing that, the W2 Capitalist Army. So, uh, but help us out. Go on, give us a rating and review on uh, iTunes. And now, let's get to work. capitalist. You are addressing the gap between your successful, fulfilling W-2 job and building wealth for your family through real estate investing. You are ready to earn, invest, repeat, 
Welcome to the W2 Capitalist Podcast. Now, let's get to work. Here's your host, Jay Helms. City, man, you uh, you survived your busy season, I guess, right? I mean, how do I put this um, this thing where you can see me again? I forgot the star video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, All right. boom. Man, welcome to my home office. There you are. <laughs> well, I was wondering uh, if you were going to be in the office this early. I was going to be. In no, my- no, 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 man. Yeah, it's no, so it's five thirty for those that are listening, right? So it's. <laughs> In the yeah. AM. <laughs> Jay's really helped the Annie on the on the start times. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it helps me get up too. I'll I'll uh not gonna lie to you, if if I don't have anything scheduled, which here recently has been very rare, mm-hmm. uh, I am tempted to hit the snooze button. So it's kind of like a what I didn't plan on when I started this was having the accountability partner to say, Hey, get out, get after it, you know. And right now I've got about ten of them. So it's it's definitely helped me out uh, to stay accountable of getting up. And, you know, I've been up for a while now, but uh, as you can tell, sleepiness is in my eyes. You know, you can see those little bags. Yeah. Uh, when it gets uh, late in the week like this, um, it starts catching up with me for sure. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. What time do you wake up for? Is it 4.30? Uh, about that. It depends. Uh, my alarm's set for 4.45. Uh, the kiddos sometimes make that three or four, you know. Oh, wait, you just had a, a brand new one, too, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's doing really well. Um, kind of stuff we expected before, but just as a third, it's it's different. My wife is awesome. She's, I'm a heavy sleeper, so uh, I don't hear a whole lot that goes on through <laughs> the night unless I get the nudge. It's very rare. It's your turn. Get up. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, – uh, she's taking care of the, the newborn and then, uh, she typically nudges me to go if the other two wake up and have some issues going back to sleep. So, um, so that's uh, one boy, two girls or two boys, one girl, a boy and two girls. The boy's the oldest. Awesome. I, he's, he's so freaking awesome because you know, he's four and, um, I told him starting this new job. I said, now look, I said, just, just so you know that, um, uh, now that I'm going to the, to the new office, what he calls it, the new office. Uh, I said, when I'm not here, you are the man of the house. <laughs> and, um, and I said, so that means you got to take care of mommy and sisters and all those stuff. And, uh, my wife told me last night that, cause I had that conversation with him earlier this week that remember he's four, right? <laughs> so he's been getting up and one of the first things he says, like, all right, now, mommy, I'm, I'm the man of the house. So today I've got to do this, 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 this. So it comes up with these little, he has to do that. He thinks the man of the house. Awesome. So I'm like, man, I, I love you even more, you know. So, <laughs> but what's been going on with you? You, you, uh, you had your busy season, right? So We did. That was about a, um, for me, it was cut short. Um, I'll tell you what, just a minute, but. It, was, it started from March the 28th, and, and I wasn't done with it until uh, the end of April. Yeah. Um, I was here looking at my notes. Last time we talked was like March the 29th, I think. And I was right before it all. It all um, but, uh, 
us is wide open to say. But um, it's amazing it was, thing. It's just now. It's now June. Like where did time go? Good lord. Yeah. I come here last night and set everything up so I could sleep a little bit later this morning. But <laughs> last time we've done this, man, has it been that long? You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it uh, it could have lasted all the way to the middle of last month from March the 28th. Um, you saw on the post today, I was, talk, I was talking about the assisted living thing. That guy. Yeah. 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 Um, grandmother passed away. Mm, sorry to hear that. Got, she got put into an assisted living place, and and that's when I was like, whoa, yeah, there's a huge need for in my area, yeah, huge need for something like that. And um, man, I that's that's really had my wheels turning because you know when you know when you go to places like that, you want to feel at home and you want to feel like it's a nice facility. And in this area, it's really not. Um, yeah. kind of hate leaving somebody you know when she was getting in her last days we took her to a um, assisted living and then she you know couldn't go there anymore so she had to go to other facilities but at the assisted living place it was just you know she loved the facility she loved the people but the facility was so run down was it and um, it was just like what is going on you know hated to leave her there but that was the only place that was closest to us that we could be there mm. every single day, you know, and, and be with her. So yeah. that was, um, that was, that really got my wheels turned on that. Yeah. So I, want to, I want to touch on it today for sure. So, uh, yeah. And I'm a similar situation. Um, so where my parents live up in Gadsden, we put, uh, we, my parents and, uh, their siblings or my mom and her siblings put my only living grandparent into assisted living. Um, oh man, probably a year ago, maybe. Um, and it's it just so happens it's, uh, like a block away from where my mom and dad live. Right. And, um, it's, um, it's been there for, 20 something years, I think. So it's not as old as some of these that have been around for, you know, what seems like forever, but, um, it really opened my, and she's loving it there. You know, she was at home by herself and whatnot. Now she's got this little community, uh, that I think, you know, from what I'm know, or from what I hear, cause I don't, we don't get up there much is that, uh, she's loving it you know, and she's got a lot of people to interact with and somebody just, you know, for what it's there for, the assistant living right. and doing things like making sure she's getting enough food, you know, because she would forget sometimes or whatnot. But um, it really, where I'm going with that is the first time I went to visit her, that was the first time I've ever been in that place. And I mean, literally it's like a nine iron away from where my parents live. And, um, somebody had just bought it. It was under a new management and they had come in and done some renovations and stuff like this. And, you know, all the things that we look at in a value add property, they were doing for this assisted living place. And it was really nice. I mean, it was one of those things like, okay, cause I've been in those before and it was like a, uh, an old rundown hospital, you know, right. like, like the uh, the towel and everything is just one of those that, like, okay, this has been here for 60 years. And mm -hmm. um, although they've kept it clean or somewhat clean, it's just tired, tired, you know. That's right. But um, it really opened my eyes to think think about that too. So I was like, 
Okay. And actually my, um, my mentor is actually, uh, in the process. I haven't talked to him in a while. Matter of fact, I need to, I need to do that, but, um, he's in the process of building, uh, developing an assisted living facility in North Carolina, like a, a really big project, like a $160 million project. And, um, you know, so he's all about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you'll hear people talk about the baby boomers and needing more places to go. And I definitely think there's a need. I don't know how to tap into it yet, but it's definitely it, cause there's, there's a lot that goes into, um, one thing I haven't figured out yet. Cause I really haven't asked is how do you figure, how do you get into, um, the dynamics of the cash flow, right? If we look at this from a real estate perspective, cause there's a lot, cause you would think, well, let's just kind of walk through this, right? So it is a, essentially a multifamily unit, right? But you also have additional operating expenses, right? So like, uh, food employees, um, and you also have different revenue sources. So it's not coming just from the tenants. It can come from the insurance. And then what happens if they don't pay? You know, there's a lot of things in there. Uh, how do you manage that, so to speak? So um, there's a lot of different question marks that I would have to work through, right? But what do you have? What, do you, what questions do you have on it? Maybe we can... And really, you hit on them, man. You know, where do you, do you focus on that as being more of the... I don't know, man. It's, it's, I'm, I'm kind of saying about you are the building owner or the, the, the manager of the place. I mean, that's, that would be the really the questions that, that would need to be answered. Kind of yeah. stuff you said is, is, you know, breaking down the cash flow. Where does the revenue come from? Where, where are we spending the money? You know, not just, you know, expenses and, and whatever rent is takes a difference. There's your cash flow, whatever. So that was, you know, something that I would, want to do a lot of research in, but there's a huge need for that. Yeah. And mobile and probably every, I mean, there are, um, I know there's two, there's probably more than two, but I know there's two places within a mile of here that, uh, where we live. <clears throat> and I got my late night DJ voice on this morning. You hear that? <laughs> uh, coffee hasn't kicked in or it's, it's, it's Thursday. So it's, uh, it's only going to get worse for tomorrow. Whoever I'm talking That's right. tomorrow morning, but, um, the, uh, I, this is funny cause I interviewed a couple of people yesterday or this week at work already, uh, cause we're hiring and, uh, I've got three more today and it's something I haven't done in a while. So I, I, I kind of surprised myself. I came in as kind of like an intimidating person, like being the bad cop, so to speak. And, uh, um, but to, so I was thinking about that this morning while I was getting up, I was like, my voice is going to be different than yesterday. It's going to be interesting today. I don't know why I'm even telling you that, but it's, it's, uh, the whole, I recognize my voice is not what it normally is basically. That's funny. Um, but, uh, I forgot what we were talking about. Oh, I'm not my own. Um, well, yeah. So there's, you know, there's a couple of places around here that are, um, I see, you know, I've joked with mm-hmm. my in-laws when they come down, Hey, I've I found your future home, you know, right. Over. <laughs> I've already started doing that. Uh, yeah. But there, there is definitely a need for that. And, you know, if I was to push on it today, 
I would try to find, since I know the real estate side of things, I would push to find somebody who's maybe not owned, but maybe somebody who's operated one of those facilities previously right. um, to uh, partner with, right? And say, look, you know how to operate it. I know the real estate side. Let's get together and talk about, you know, putting something together. Um, the Studer group here in Pensacola, uh, I don't know if they deal with that or not, but I know they definitely deal with how to run your hospital more efficiently, which is uh-huh. living is almost, you know, not necessarily a hospital, but I wonder if they have some folks that could talk to that. Right. Um, but anyway. Yep. So that was, uh, Really, really something that's been weighing pretty, pretty heavy on the mind. Um, yeah. Man, how many trailers, how many mobile homes do you own? Uh, three, currently. How did you, when, when did you acquire them? Has it been recently? Or is it? No, they, see, I think we got them all in 2015. Man. Yeah. So, so do you own the actual on mobile the trailer home? In the do you own the, mm-hmm. the trailer? Man. Yeah. Something kind of cool. Yeah, I, I mean they're so they're different, right? I um, I got to work on this microphone setup. They they are different um, in the fact that they seem to cash flow. You put well, okay. So I have, and this is going to show. This is where I need to improve, right? So I have two of the mobile homes that I have are on through a self-directed RA. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, when I look at that, I, and there's, it's not a lot of money that's in there. I mean, it's less than like 50 grand. Um, but the, the way I look at that, since I don't, I'm not going to be able to take advantage of that money for 20 something years. I kind of look at that as monopoly money. I guess not, Mm -hmm. you know, so I basically have used that to play around to kind of understand what the mobile home um, asset class looks like and feels like what I'll tell you is that the demographics are different. Um, and we started out managing those properties ourselves. Don't want to do that. My property manager doesn't want to do it. Right. But I think just to help with our relationship, he takes it on anyway. Um, I realize that that's not his highest priority because they can be a pain. Uh, uh-huh. from that which cuts into their profitability but as far as getting somebody in there i mean since we own them outright and we don't have a mortgage on them if they just pay half the time we still cash flow amazingly right i mean it's it's ridiculous i don't like that because it does a, i use that as an excuse to take my finger off the pulse right i mean uh-huh. i've got one that's been man, it's been vacant for seven or eight months um, because the person who was in there uh, was an inherited tenant. Uh, She stopped paying rent. I couldn't get a hold of her. I turned her over to the property manager. Uh, They found out, or maybe I found out that she had been in prison. Uh, And then, so we're kind of working through that, right? Is what do you do? Somebody's in prison, all their stuff's in the mobile home, which is now trash because of who she is. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, what do you do? 
you know, do you, do you, how do you evict somebody in prison? And I don't know. So we're working through that, but because on the same lot, there's another mobile home, uh, that my property management placed the tenant in always paid on time. There's been very few issues and it just, it's working like it, like I hope, right? Like most of our single families do. So it, and maybe it's not the, <clears throat> maybe it's not so much the demographic as who was in there before, right? right? Because the other, the third mobile home that I have, I actually bought at a sheriff's tax deed auction. Um, nightmare story. The guy who in it was squatting. Uh, he had been squatting for several years, stealing his mom's disability check to uh, produce meth in the backyard kind of guy. Um, and when I found that out, I was like, okay, you gotta go buddy. You know? So I worked with my lawyer to strategically and very inexpensively get him out and legally get him out. Um, but he destroyed the property on the way out to basically we demoed the mobile home that was there and brought a new one in, but we got a good tenant in there. Um, they've been great so far. Uh, it improved the neighborhood cause it was that house on the street that was the eyesore, you know, the worst, uh -huh. worst house on the street. Uh, and <clears throat> so we're not making as much, we're still above our projected returns um, not projected, but, um, our criteria, right. But it's not as much as it could be. Cause we ended up buying the tax deed for like eight grand. Right. And, uh, I was going into it thinking this is all we're going to have to put into it. Right. Oh. Somebody's already there. All I got to do is get them on a lease. Ha ha ha. Jokes on me. I go through this process of getting him out and it ended up costing us like 40,000 to get everything right. Now, it still works out. The math works out. It just didn't work out like I thought it would be. And, you know, the, the silver lining there is the, the neighborhood it's in is full of kids. You know, every time I'd go over there to try to work this situation out, there's kids riding their bikes up and down the street. And once I found out, you know, what he was doing in the backyard and kind of crowd that he was bringing to his home, I was like, I don't, I mean, I don't care what it costs me. This, this guy's got to go, you know, because right. look, the kids are around, they just don't need to be exposed to that. So, um, it's definitely been a learning lesson, but the, the back to my original point is they cash flow amazingly, but at times they, they're just different demographics. Right. Right. I've often heard a lot about mobile home parks, you know, owning the whole park. Um, yeah. <clears throat> somebody just recently bought the one <clears throat> I had my eyes on them oh, for about three years from like out of they were in Tennessee come yeah. down and bought one and uh, down here in Mobile I was like how, how did how'd you find that yeah. uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway that's how it happens the idea on the mobile home parks if you can buy the land and they mm -hmm. just play a lot rent right that's right. ideal situation if you can make find an opportunity where those numbers work that way you don't have to worry about maintenance and repairs. Um, now, you know, I haven't done one of those transactions yet. I've looked at a couple of deals and land is just not worth it to me <laughs> when it, right. the deals that I've looked at. But um, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to have um, Tim Kelly and Sydney Barker on the podcast. And we're going to specifically talk about mobile homes. Uh, mobile oh, home parks. Yeah. So, um, 
because that that they are partnered up with the active duty passive income guys mm-hmm. and their niche for those two is finding mobile homes and i know tim has um closed on two or three so far and they've got another one under contract but um because i'm more i'm interested in it a lot of people are interested in it but from my experience so far what i figured out is you, you've got to have the right tenants in place to begin with and it's no different than any other single family home right right man um so so you know despite the the busy season you know yeah you yeah. know where i can i can you know focus back on on the long term uh oppressing uh, the, the vision's getting clear okay uh, vision vision's a lot clearer on where i want to be and how i want to get there um uh, i'm on chapter three of the uh the bird book okay so I, um I'm going to plan on reading that thing about three times because <laughs> um, like I can read it once. My brain will wander and then yeah. I can read it again. It's like, ah, okay. Now I get it. Um, I have to do that too. I will miss so much stuff. Like there's little nuggets that you pick up on the way. Right. Yeah. Right. And you don't realize it until you read the second time. Like, dang, I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so man, I've, I've kind of set this makeshift goal. Um, well, I would like to to I'm gonna say this for everyone to hear, so I can hold myself accountable to this. There you go. There you go. So years, uh, man, like a hundred. Uh, I want a hundred doors by the time I'm 40 years old. So I've got roughly 15 years to make that happen. Um, I don't know if I should increase that number until you know, until I can get the hundred. Shoot for 200 and get 100, but. Uh, well, so you'll, so you'll, I think it's a good place to start, right? Um, you'll find out like the most, the easiest example I can give you is, uh, and this is going to be a bad example right now because I haven't been doing it since I really started the podcast, but you know, I used to write and blog about everything we're doing and now I kind of cover it on the podcast. But one of the things that I used to do is I would challenge myself to make sure I, uh, wrote every day and because if I didn't I'd fall behind on posts and I wouldn't be consistent or anything like that and I, I was like okay I'm going to write uh, a blog post a day which is uh, 600 words right and I would look at that goal and I would think okay I don't want to write 600 words today and I just wouldn't do it just wouldn't do it and I would skip it and I heard it was one of these things, it was kind of an anti-Grant Cardone thing where, hey, progress is greater than perfection, right? If you're being perfect, uh-huh. um, you're not pushing yourself hard enough. So what I, I changed my goal to blog 100 words a day. What I found out is that, um, A, that goal didn't scare me. It's something I knew I could knock out within 20 minutes. Right. B is that once I got that hundred words down on, on say on paper, but on, on a notepad or whatever, uh, my brain was in gear to write and it was a lot easier for me to, um, get to that 600 words. Right. Right. So I wasn't scared of the goal. And once I got in there, it was like, you know, wasn't that big of a deal. I'm working with, 
in this new position, I've got several employees that I'm, I'm coaching up and, um, you know, they've got some pretty, uh, I wouldn't say outrageous goals, but for somebody who's never been challenged in the way they're being challenged, they, I can see where they see it as outrageous. And I was talking to a girl who works for me and she was like, well, I don't know how I'm going to get these 40 profiles completed. And I said, okay, well, let's just 40 profiles in a month is what they've got to do. Uh, and these are call downs from, from sales folks. And I said, there's usually 20 working days in a month. So that's two a day. How many calls do you think you got to make to get two profiles completed? And we came up with a number. We just grabbed it out of the air, right? 20. Okay. You got to make 20 calls. I don't know if I can make 20 calls today, a day. I was like, uh, I'm pretty sure you can, <laughs> but I understand what you're saying. I said, start at five tomorrow, do five calls. Just, just leave it at five. And I said, and I gave her that example of me blogging. And I said, I think you'll find that on your fifth call that momentum's happening and you're not staring at this big goal of, Oh my gosh, I gotta get 20 and you'll see she's kind of a, she's a person that I feel like is motivated once she gets going. Right. Um, and lo and behold, she, she was behind this week on getting her profiles completed until yesterday. And she knocked out more than she was supposed to put it that way. So I think a hundred doors is a good goal, right? To circle back around. I think a hundred doors is a good goal. Um, if at times you think, okay, I'm never going to get there, peel it back. Right. right. Uh, and I love by, by your 40, I would take it one step further and divide that up. Right. With the idea that as you get closer to 40, you're exponentially going to grow those numbers. Right. right. So if you come back and you say, you know, one door, this year, another door next year, uh, two doors a year after that, and then start doubling it. You know, you, you will have a, a good path to say, okay, it'll be a lot more clear on how you can focus on those goals on a yearly basis until you get to, to 40. I think you'll blow that number out of the water actually was right marking conditions, but I, I think you're, um, if you break it, I found that if you break it down into chunks, it's, it's going to go quicker and you're going to get a lot more done. Right. Yeah. How did you yeah. come to a hundred doors, by the way? I don't like the way the numbers look on it, man. Um, no, we said I wanted to be a millionaire by the time I was 40. Um, okay. That, that was the goal. You know, it's kind of something that I'm just going to hopefully implement manifesting the vision. Um, a hundred doors, um, with you about 80,000 a month after everything's paid for roughly just off the top of my head. And, uh, I think that's, that's a, after a 12 month span, that's a nice yearly income. Absolutely. Um, so, so man, it's just kind of one of them things that, uh, you know, I promised myself I, I really wanted to give everything I had to, to break the, um, break the trend in my family of, of, of not very much wealth. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, how did you, you said it was getting clearer to you earlier, which I think is important. I think it identifies that you've been focused on really trying to figure out what you want to do. Uh, and I'm assuming some of that has allowed the busy season has allowed you to kind of focus on not necessarily, uh, 
you know, people talk about uh, working in your business or on your business, right? And work right. for me, working in your business is analyzing properties, making deals, making those connections that, you know, are going to become fruitful later on for you. That's working in your business. But it sounds right. like maybe you have uh, been able to take this busy season because you've been so busy to with your, your day job to work on your goals, right? And say, and get some clarity to that. Is that fair? Yes. Um, okay. That's actually what it, what had happened. And then, you know, I had a lot of time to reflect on, on where I want to go and what I want to do. But, um, you know, we've, I've, before when I was in wholesaling, you know, I, we did some, some direct mail marketing and stuff like that um, to gain access to the, the, the below market deals. And, um, you know, before, Hey everybody, so I want to take a break from the action real quick to introduce you to one of the new affiliates of the show, Everly Well. You can find out more about them at w2capitalist.com slash affiliates, and that is with an S on the end of affiliates. But Everly Well has 25 plus uh, or so home health test systems, and the way I was introduced to them was through uh, their food sensitivity test. So uh, this is not a food allergy test, but a food sensitivity test, which I understand it's the way that your gastro system processes certain foods and how it reacts to that. So for about the last five years, I've been battling acid reflux, GERD. I've got a second opinion from a general physician. I've got a third from a gastro specialist, which included an upper endoscopy, which if you've had one of those before, you know what kind of a fun process that is. But, um, and they all agreed, hey, you've got GERD, you've got acid reflux, let's subscribe you to this uh, medicine. But the medicine didn't always work. So I knew something that was a swap. But through the grace of technology and Google, I was uh, stumbled upon um, Everly Well and their home health food sensitivity test. Uh, it takes them about five weeks to process the test once you get, get it back to them. But what that showed me or revealed to me that I actually have a gluten food sensitivity. And since discovering this, I've done a really good job of transforming my diet and being in gluten uh, aware. Uh, I still feel weird asking for, hey, is this a gluten-free or do you have gluten-free uh, items on your menu when we go out to eat? But what I can tell you is that after about a month of, of watching my diet and staying away from this food sensitivity that I now discovered I have through Everly Well, I'm no longer taking or need to take my acid reflux medicine. And I'm also sleeping better at night, which my wife is going to joke that is there any way possible I could sleep better at night? But yes. And being a W2 capitalist, you want to get that full seven to eight hours of sleep at night so you can feel refreshed and ready to go to not only tackle your investment activities, but also to be great at your W-2. So check them out. Check out Everly Well and all of our affiliates at w2capitalist.com slash affiliates. Now let's get back to it. My, my fiance, you know, we, we, we kind of made a decision. She's got, uh, she graduates in the fall from college with a bachelor's degree. And, um, you know, things were starting to get tough. I with my grandmother, the way she was, I was basically her grandmother too. And yeah. um, so, so what did we, we sat down and we said, okay, um, you know, do we need, you know, all of, of your income? No, not, not really. What's more important money now or money later? And I said, we're, 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 we're stable where we are. 
Um, now, granted, we do have a wedding coming up, so that is that's going to be a <laughs> we're yeah. stable where we are. You know, we've always had the mindset of keep the keep the expenses low, profits high. You know, in the yeah. household, not buy every boat I can find and every truck I can find. So we we're okay. And um, we said, let's you know, she scaled back and got a part time job. Um, so she's having more free time than before when I was doing the, the wholesaling gig. She was um, doing all my direct homework, all the all the, the, the mailing campaigns. She would hand write all the letters and uh, get that side taken care of me. I was working as an admin to to take that burden off me when I was at the day job. And uh, you know, so that's getting clear to the point where she is, you know, her time is now freed up to where we can start nice. doing more. Um, marketing type stuff and and you know really I, I, I needed that because um, my, my job is so demanding at times um, having somebody that can handle some of those needs and chase down leads and, and do stuff yeah. like that so um, good man just trying to um, really network with a lot of um, wholesalers and, and you know, reached out to several agents in the past week um, that's what I've done to, to grow this week, by the way. Nice, um, nice. So, <laughs> Referring yeah, to that um, post in the Facebook group, I'm, yeah. I'm so, okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't comment on it, but um, sure did, man. So, this is getting clear. Um, just kind of wait for some of these things to, to, to pan out. You know, I had a potential property that I was, uh, I remember talking about it last time, and it was um, um, tax lien. Yeah, 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 yeah. Taxes yeah. on it. They actually come back and pay the taxes on it. So that was yeah. kind of, uh, <laughs> I found that out, met out. It's just like, dang it, you know, that stinks. Yeah. But it is what it is. Um, so if you ever find yourself upset that um, you missed out on an opportunity, you don't have enough opportunities. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that so it, it's it, um, that was something I had to learn the hard way is that uh, because what I let me think how to rephrase or phrase this what I would do uh, is I would get upset and I would carry those emotions to the next opportunity I had and think, okay, well, right. I don't want this to happen again to me, I don't want to miss out, and that would uh, blind me to my investing criteria. Right. So I, I, the only time that I've ever lost money in real estate is when I abandoned my investing criteria. The only time I've ever abandoned my investing criteria is when I got emotional about a deal, right? right? Either I fell in love with how the property looked or I fell in love with the idea that I was going to win this deal, you know, <laughs> regardless of whatever. Uh, and yeah, so if, if you find yourself emotionally upset, over missing out on opportunity, you don't have enough opportunities. Right. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so, man, I, I think, you know, you're like, you know, last time we talked was focused on the strategy to get there. Yep. Man, the, uh, the, the, the buy, uh, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat strategy, man, it's just, it's one that sticks out to me. Um, because just, you know, the, the speed that it can get you there. Yes. Uh, yeah. Firm believer of, of of getting there and getting there quick while the while the, while the iron's you know hot and everything's going good. Um, so that's uh, that's kind of the vision, man. It's, it's, that's that's the strategy I'm gonna try to tackle and master. Um, okay. Focused on that. I like it. Uh, so so we're gonna start by uh, 
doing some direct mail. Nice. Uh, see if anything pans out about that. I've, I've purchased a couple lists. Um, so, all right. And I, some feelers out for some some bird dogs as well, man. Uh, and, and, and that's another thing is, in this market around here, it's such a hot area. Um, a lot of pressure. A lot of investors looking in this area. So yeah. It will create some challenges. Um, might have to branch out maybe an hour, 45 minutes away from, from where I am. Yeah. Um, so to get some of this stuff going. Is, uh, is Sarah land on your radar? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's, that's where I live. That's, that's where I'm at, man. Well, I, 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 hey, I forgot that. Um, but B, I think there's, there's a lot of momentum up there yeah, you just tell all is. the construction that's going on with the interstates and the exits there's that's uh I'm, I'm, like, I'm like i'm probably two drivers away from that so. <laughs> <laughs> it has drastically increased the traffic through my neighborhood because my neighborhood's kind of uh there's a cut through road from that to to celeste road okay and man it is like it's the point now where i'm you know i didn't want to spend five thousand dollars on a privacy fence for my dog but golly man there's so many cars coming by it's, that's that's getting yeah to be a, something i might have to do i had an apartment complex under contract over by the uh rouses market i think it's not is it rouses oh, was that the one directly to the right of it right by the ymca mm -hmm. so that i had that under be... contract and then we couldn't get the numbers worked out um and um i let it go right and then last month, the realtor that was working on that with me said, Hey, did you hear what they're building across the street? <laughs> I was like, no. It is this whole real big development project for all these businesses coming in. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, well, that's a missed opportunity, right? So what? It, it, it didn't work out before. Um, the numbers didn't work out before. Maybe they'll work out again, but it's it's one of those things where I just let it go. But that's right. Um, anyway, that's cool, cool man. But yeah, I didn't know. Um, man, it's just crazy how how uh, how people find deals in your area. You know, hey man, you, you see the park building? I used to own that. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing that me this week. Um, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. So, well, I like that you've spent some time. Uh, I still can't believe it was in the March for when we talked last. Doesn't seem like that long at all no. uh but i like that you've i like that you've chosen a direction and you said here's my goal right and um brandon turner does have a i'll try to find it because i can't remember the name of it but it talks about how to get to a millionaire with the strategy of buying a door first or one year buying another property the next year and then start increasing those numbers right and i think it's even i think even uh it's like million seven years to being a millionaire or something like that with real estate i'll find it and i'll send it to you but okay. um, yeah I, I like um, that strategy and i think it narrows things down just a little bit right to get get you a little bit more um focused, focused. To be yeah. now yeah well i think the um you know the, the rehab side is you know, here and maybe get emotional and some of these deals ain't even got yet, but that's something that since summer um, absolutely loved. That's something she'd always wanted to do, and it just kind of you know mingles all that together. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I think I'm gonna struggle with is rehabbing property, 
for a tenant to move into sometimes. You never know. Yeah. You know, if you screen them right, you'll be fine. But um, she wants to. She, she loves, absolutely love. Well, we've redone our house, and man, she, she had a blast with it. She loved it. Yeah. So. Hey, and having the, the better half on board is key. Yeah. That's absolutely key. She's on board. Hey, real quick, are you, uh, you a duck hunter? <laughs> I was trying to figure out what that was, and I was like, oh, now I see the ducks in limited size. So nice, nice. Oh, man, I got them everywhere. All right. Yeah. Very nice. I love my ducks, man. It's, uh, that's that's it's something cool. I've never done, but I, 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 I want to put it on my bucket list for sure. Hey, my, here's my retriever. All right. All right. What, what is that? What, uh, okay. Okay. Uh, I've always wanted a, a German short haired pointer. Um, but uh, I'm highly allergic to animals. <laughs> so it really doesn't work out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some lady brought her dog into work uh, the other, uh, earlier this week, I think. And, uh, Bring your dog to work today? No, but apparently it was, uh, there's kind of a flexible policy about that. And this dog has been coming in. Man, the are you hiring? For years. <laughs> yeah, we are actually. <laughs> you want to move, you want to move to Gulf Breeze? <laughs> Man, uh, can I work at home? Not here. right now. Not right now. Yeah. It's, uh, that was one of the things that, uh, they wanted to make sure I was okay with. I got to go into the office every day. So even though it's like five minutes down the road or 15 minutes down the road. How, how's that change been? Uh, it's been challenging. It's, um, uh, what I've found out and what I was hoping this would happen is that when I'm in the office, I'm more focused on what I should be doing in the office. Right. Um, there's less distractions, right? So, uh, I kind of felt like with the new kid coming, um, it was gonna be extremely difficult to get stuff done here. Right. Um, and because it's really, because it's so close, it's not really, it's not really that big of a change. Now I will say there's times when, uh, you know, still being a new dad and, you know, thinking about every day when I get up to work from home, my other two have been able to see me, you know, and, and we've had the interaction. Uh, I've missed that even though we're only, you know, three or four and they have to, that just where they at when, like when I get home, they, uh, now they'll meet me at the door running and screaming, even if it's a, you know, if I come home for lunch and then, uh, they typically don't leave my side, uh, between the time I get home and the time they go to bed. So it's, it's, we're, we're adjusting, you know, and, I think, um, you know, when you work from home, you have some flexibility as far mm -hmm. as what you can do during the day and, and being here to be able to help my wife out, uh, as, as you know, we've kind of missed that a little bit. I know she's missed, she hasn't brought it up, but I know it's, I can tell when, when I get she's home. Coming, this is it. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it, you know, I mean, she's here by herself with a four-year-old, two-year-old and a newborn. So it can be challenges. Thankfully she loves our kids and she's very patient with them. Uh, I could not do what she does. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. Uh, but yeah, thanks for asking. It's an adjustment, but we're 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 uh, we're making it. We're making it work for sure. And and leave me to something else, man. One thing that I you know I'm gonna admit that I struggle with and um is it's swapping gears. So so like you know I know you get up early in the morning, but like swapping gears from from you know the W two 
and everything that happened throughout yeah. the day. I have a, you know, this is me being vulnerable. I have a tough time shaking that off and then saying, okay, now's my time. Let me focus on what yeah. I want. That's something that, <clears throat> that I struggle with. Um, any tips, tricks, or advice on that would be? Uh, time blocking. If you're familiar, it, most of us do it. Uh, we just don't realize it. But time blocking has been one of those keys to success. Like, so I know that when I get up in the morning, the only thing I'm going to work on from now until time for me to get ready to go to work is real estate related activities. And that's usually the only time I'm going to do it. Right. Uh, that way I've got a couple of hours and it's amazing what I can get done in a couple of uninterrupted hours. And then work is work. And then after work is family time. Right now that's adjusted for me since I started the new job, but, um, and I still, you know, it's, I still don't miss this too much. I mean, I've, I've caught myself carrying it from, you know, to the living room, to the dining room. And I'm like, no, that doesn't need to happen. This is family time, you know, so it's, I'm a work in progress when it comes to that. Um, because I don't want my kids vision of me to, include like if they were to draw me out on a chalkboard or something i don't want them to include my cell phone on my hand so um but you know time blocking is a way for me to say okay because i struggle with it too right because um the miracle morning and time blocking has what allowed me to do it because and it took me some time it's not like it's something that happened overnight but time blocking where I know what I'm going to do first thing in the morning. I'm going to get up and I'm going to do something that I'm really passionate about. And I've accepted the concept that progress is greater than perfection. I've still got my daily task list that I do every day. Um, it is not very good. I haven't done hardly anything this month or in the last several weeks, but I'm giving myself excuse, new job, new baby. There's, there's been a lot going on. But, oh, and we closed on a property. So um, uh, there's been a lot going on, right? So, but time blocking has helped me out. And, and early morning for me is the best time to do it because not only does it get me uh, out of bed to, to do something I'm really passionate about, but once I'm done with that, it kind of pole vaults me into my W-2 job, right? Because I just spent a couple of hours doing something I'm extremely passionate about. Now I get to go and hang out with a bunch of people I like to hang out with, right? It's kind of how I look at it. And then by the time I get home, I'm usually so exhausted that all I want to do is hang out with my family, right? right. And I don't really want to look. So time blocking has helped for that. Now, I, I'm not perfect at it by no means. You know, um, if I get a little, little bit of downtime at work or at lunch, I'll try to do something, you know, and I've... Um, like yesterday, my coworkers heard me on a phone call with a, a turnkey provider, uh, something I'm exploring first time. So, um, but it was, it was, it was a 10 minute conversation. It was a smoke break, right? There you go. And, um, uh, I could tell it was going to go longer than that. And I was like, look, Jennifer, who's I was talking to, I was like, we're going to have to reschedule this. This is not going like I thought it would. And uh, B, I don't have an hour to chat you know, so, um, but yeah, try time blocking and, and realize that it is, a, um, it's a process to get, to get there. Right. Yeah. Cool, man. Uh, well, I, um, probably might have to run. I gotta be in 
town halfway, you know, at eight o'clock. So, um, all right. Well, good deal. Well, uh, I'm glad you jumped on the spot. The guy that was I uh, was supposed to talk to this morning canceled at last minute. So I'm glad you jumped on the spot today. For, for sure. And uh, glad to catch up with you. Uh, I hate to hear that about your grandmother, um, but I love to hear that you've got some clarity on things. And uh, I look forward to the next one. See what you see what you and the fiance come up with. That's right. right. So, well, cool, man. I'll um, awesome, awesome, awesome. So, anyway, man, I'll enjoy chatting with you. But take care, comb your hair, and I, hope- <laughs> I need to. <laughs> I need to go get in the shower is what I need to do. <laughs> I woke up at 445. I'm like, all right, I want to make some coffee. Yeah. I didn't make it up at 445. I didn't have any coffee, so I had to drink my naked juice, man. But it's really good. <laughs> anyway, I need to try that stuff out. It is delicious. <laughs> I keep hearing about it. <laughs> all right, all right man. Have a great Take one, care. and uh, I look forward to our next next conversation. Just let me know. All right, all right. See you. Bye. Thank you.